our country has always had people moving towards opportunities. 150 years ago, it was people moving west for farmland. 85 years ago, it was people moving to industrial centers for jobs. 50 years ago, it was people moving to California and the Southwest as manufacturing took up there. In the grand scheme of things, I don't think this is a ton different in that we have a sector of the economy that is either nascent or hasn't gotten as much focus. And then it's just how quickly can people respond to that? Welcome to Foundries Inside the Trades, where we tell the stories of community and business leaders that want to make the skilled trades a talent destination for the next generation. We're your co-hosts, Matt Consigli and Derek Cameron, and we're here on location in Atlanta, Georgia, at the site of the Skills USA National Leadership and Talent Conference. And with us on this episode is Evan Iverson, VP of Contractor Relations at Front Door where it's his responsibility to nurture the relationships with 19,000 local small contractors all across the country. And Evan has a really unique take on the skills gap in this country right now that we don't hear all that often. So make sure to listen in and hear that from him coming up right now. We're still on site here in Atlanta, Georgia at the Skills USA NLLC conference. And we're lucky to have with us right now, Evan Iverson from our affiliate Front Door. He's the VP of Contractor Relations. Hi, Evan. Welcome. Hi. Thank you. So for starters, can you tell us a little bit about how did you come to Front Door and what are your responsibilities as VP of Contractor Relations? Sure. How I came to Front Door is it merges two parts of my career. I started off in the trades and trained commercial air conditioning. And then somewhere along the line with a few diversions, ended up at Amazon in product management for our sales business. Front door merged those two things back together of bringing the trades and technology into one piece. And I had an opportunity to join as part of the leadership team three and a half great. years ago. That's great. And your current role. So what's your purview in contractor relations? I am responsible for the 17,000 contractors that serve our customers every day from claims varying to rekeying a lock to replacing an air conditioner. And tell us, are there specific niches or verticals of contractor that fit within that network? It is almost any system that you could think of within your home. We repair appliances, be washing machine or dryer or a range or oven in your kitchen, the hot water heater, the HVAC system, as I mentioned, pool and spa, electrical, if you were to have a short or I'm a, an American Home Shield customer as well and had a three-way light switch replaced yeah. and shorted up. And are these mostly local contractors, smaller companies? They are almost exclusively local contractors. Anytime we make someone drive too far, that's inefficient. And mostly smaller companies, yes. What are some of the benefits that they have by joining Front Door's network? It is a steady stream of work. It is leads that, uh, not just leads, work that comes to them where they don't have to sell the customer. This isn't a bid and competing against three other contractors in a bid. We have customers that have a known issue that, that we've agreed that will solve their issue as part of their home service plan. And we send that work to contractors to get the work done. Yeah. So it sounds like you guys are bringing credibility and an already existing customer base straight to them. Yeah. Which has to be one of the primary challenges that they're going to run into as a small business. Yeah. For technicians, and I'm near the exact opposite of our technicians, I'm not terribly handy, but I did work as a salesman for a long period of time. 
for them, not every technician is a salesperson. And so having yeah. a steady stream of work that they don't have to go and hustle and can count on is, is a tremendous benefit. Yeah, I can imagine. That's great. Are there any requirements or prerequisites if someone wanted to newly join the network? Certainly. Uh, the, obviously, for any trade, and they have varying license requirements by state and city, whether it's HVAC or appliance and different regulations everywhere, that that's table stakes to work in that business. And then within our business, we have insurance and licensing requirements to make sure that they're reputable firms that are meeting our minimum standards in addition to their local requirements. Mm -hmm. And we bring people on through a, a bit of a graduation program, if you will, starting with a small amount of volume, ensuring that uh, they can meet our customers' needs and are great at solving problems, and then working them up from there. So if someone wanted to join, can you share a little bit more around what's that process look like? How do they get in touch with Front Door and what steps should they expect to take to close out that process? If someone is a contractor on American Home Shield's website, which is our primary brand and going to market, you can sign up to be a contractor. I believe there's a little widget in the top right hand corner of the screen of sign up to be a contractor. That launches an application page of contact details, at which point someone in our team would contact them to, to verify the license and insurance that I spoke of. And that's largely the process from that end to get on our network as a contractor. Yeah. yeah. Now, shifting gears a little bit, I know the, the economy, the market is on a little bit of a roller coaster ride right now. Are you hearing anything from your contractor network around what are their biggest challenges today? I think the number one biggest challenge, and it's the reason we're here outside of the economy, is how do I get enough technicians? How do I get enough skilled trades that can go into someone's house and potentially work on any air conditioner or oven or water heater that was manufactured in the last 30 years? It's, a, it's quite a challenge when you think about everything that you could find in someone's home, and we will send a technician out by trade to mm -hmm. say, solve the problem. And so that finding of talent was a problem before the economy went crazy with inflation, and it will continue to be a focus afterwards. Yes, inflation creates cost pressures and other challenges, but getting the talent is, yeah. I think, the biggest challenge. Yeah. Specific to talent, have you seen any creative things that certain contractors are doing to set themselves apart in that hiring and recruitment game? I just saw someone's business card this morning that had a QR code on it. And if you took a picture of it with your iPhone, it took you immediately to their Indeed page to apply to be a plumber at their company, which okay. I thought was very clever. But we have contractors that run ads, contractors that obviously use services like Indeed or anything online that will recruit at trade schools and hire and train internally. I don't think anyone has the luxury to just do one thing. Everyone yeah. is trying to find as many different ways to attract talent as possible. Yeah. So for something like this conference, which obviously is so focused on talent and the next generation of talent, how can a contractor tap into everything that's happening here and all the energy that's happening here? I, I ask because we've heard so much about the big companies that are here supporting it. Yeah. And they've dedicated $36 million in funding and, and resources to sponsor this. But I feel like so many times the small contractors, they can kind of get elbowed out. How can they get back into that conversation? 
at the risk of seeming self-serving, we have a few of our contractors here that are directly talking to people as they come by and just pulling someone aside and explaining why their business is unique, why they think their approach and how they run their business is a great way for someone to be a plumber. And at the risk of oversimplifying it, I think that is the secret sauce, reaching mm -hmm. out, connecting with people wherever you can find them. Obviously here at a conference is a, a talent rich environment or a large number of people, but how do you know, why is your work great? Why do you think your way is special? A few weeks ago, I had an opportunity to speak with an electrician and he said, a lot of people, when they think about electrician, think about commercial electrician, which is lots of conduit and long runs, working on long projects over many weeks or long hours. And that as a residential electrician, that's not my world at all. I have a very different world and it's a really interesting world. And when I recruit someone, I need to explain to them why I'm different than the commercial space, which I never would have thought of. I never was an electrician or worked in that world, but it, it gets to that core of, what is unique about your business that would make it exciting for someone to work there? Yeah, I do think it's so easy to fall into a trap of, if you're an HVAC company, oh, what do you do? Well, I work on air conditioning systems and heating systems and cooling systems. But there are thousands that do that. Yeah. You got to find a unique angle that sets yourself apart, that really wants to, that engages talent into okay, this is, this is a community that I'm going to join. This is where I'm going to gain skills and, and development, and I can make a career out of that. Yes. Well, and I, HVACs are, they have a, a very different business model in terms of how they pursue different types of work, how they think about their replacement business, how they think about a preseason maintenance business, and how they think about managing repairs where they have some with technicians that sell, some where the techs don't sell and they have a dedicated sales force. Those can vastly change the experience for a technician. And even if you think of someone's passions, what they're working on at any point in time. Yeah. We're talking about talent. Obviously, the theme, major theme of this conference is there's a skills gap yep. that lots of people have been trying to address and, and try to close. What do you think are some of the contributors driving that gap? At some level, and I'm kind of a history nerd outside of my career, our country has always had people moving towards opportunities. 150 years ago, it was people moving west for farmland. 85 years ago, it was people moving to industrial centers for jobs. 50 years ago, it was people moving to California and the southwest as manufacturing took up there. In the grand scheme of things, I don't think this is a ton different in that we have a sector of the economy that is either nascent or hasn't gotten as much focus. And then it's just how quickly can people respond to that? And if you think of the people in those previous movements and industrial kind of shifts in society, those are the things that we now look back fondly as like moments that set families up for generational success, things that built the middle class, things that created the smile states that yeah. exist. So I, yeah. I'm less of an alarmist and think this is just the next wave where we realize, hey, wait a second, we've got a new opportunity people haven't tracked. Did we get there because, you know, I have a young daughter who loves YouTube. Yeah, I'm sure that's a contributor. And people don't think about how they can be a technician focusing on other things. But in reality, this is a problem we've solved a handful of times before. Yeah. 
I do agree with you, and I've talked to so many people this week, comparing the trades to other large industries, you know, big tech or healthcare or whatever, it seems to be a little bit of a marketing question of other industries have told a great story yeah. or what should attract people into it. The trades seem really dispersed and decentralized. And as a result, there might not be that unifying story that has come together to say, here is what's appealing to the trades and why you should get into it. But I feel like big organizations like Skills USA or Front Door or whoever it is could really play a role and kind of create that unifying message that might be lacking out there right now. Definitely. I think that's both one of the goals of this conference and, you know, a really astute assessment. It's fragmented because there are so many small players, but that may be one of the greatest stories. If it's an opportunity for so many small players, it's a great place to get your start, to build a business, to be your own boss. And the data on how people are compensated without just turning it into, there's money in it, there's money in it. Yeah. And that is a, a really unique value proposition relative to everything else that isn't a large corporation. Yeah. Yep. I've said it on the program before, I'm going to say it again. I've mentioned it a lot. Law of supply and demand is going to say that at some point, this trend is going to shift because yeah. there's so much demand for roles where there's very little supply. Sooner or later, people are going to figure that out and they're going to I'll get some pretty nice paychecks while they do. Evan, I think you just mentioned this in your last comment, but I'll ask more directly. Talking to students out there or parents of students, what advice would you give them to get involved in the trades if that's something that if that's a career path that they think they might want to pursue? What can they do to really turbocharge that path? I think there's there's a really straightforward answer, which is speak to a tradesperson. For the tradespeople that are here today out working on the floor, they are ecstatic to get to talk to talent that wants to work in the space. And I'd be hard pressed to imagine any tradesperson saying, no, I don't have time to tell you about why this has been a great career or life for me or things to consider. And so that is a very simple thing that anyone could do without any trouble and get some great information, obvious step one. And then there are a number of apprentice programs. There are a number of great schools within Front Door. We're working with two tech schools right now, sponsoring people in the trades that we work through to, to get more people into schools. There are contractors that are ecstatic to bring new talent on board. There's a wealth of options given the gap, yeah. but don't overcomplicate it. Find someone that works in the trades and say, tell me about what you do and why this might be a great job for me. I completely agree with that. Yep, I completely agree with that. It's all about information and knowledge and figuring out what options are at your disposal. So yeah. you got to hunt them down. Well, Evan, thanks so much for your time. No we, we appreciate it. Thank and you. Thanks for everything you're doing with Front Door and having us. Again, that's Inside the Trades on the road at the Skills USA Conference. Stick around. We'll be back with a lot more. So, Matt, were you expecting a complete polar opposite from gloom and dune is what the skills gap is today and what Evan's take on that was. I wasn't expecting him to say that, although I do appreciate the take and we've gone both ways on the program, right? We've, there are times when we've been doom and gloom yeah. on the program. And there are times when we said, you know, his comment that he's a history buff and that people always gravitate to opportunity that I think that's another way of saying what we always say, which is supply and demand have yeah. a way of correcting itself. 
So I do think he has a refreshing take. I, I love the positivity and the optimism. The one thing, though, that I want to make sure that our, our listeners hear is Evan's a history buff, so I'm sure he knows this, even though he didn't say that. Historic trends take decades, right, to play out. And they're usually spurred by monumental events, whether right. it be war, famine, natural disasters. So let that not be the driver that forces us to close the right. gap because there's a natural right. disaster or war. In so place. although I completely agree with him and yeah, this will get corrected. I hope, you know, through programs like ours and others like front door and skills USA, we know that there are people who are working on this problem collectively. Yeah. Like let's try to solve it rapidly because we need it to be solved rapidly. Yeah, And I think that just continues to speak to the need for leaders and and mentors and community involvement to address this problem because it is it is a problem like evan's positivity aside it is a problem and those need creative solutions absolutely so that's another episode thanks again to evan for coming on the program and sharing his insights with us this is inside the trades again talking with community and business leaders that want to close the skills gap in america today Make sure to stick around for our next episode where we're going to have more stories just like this one. Take care. We'll talk to you soon. Take care, everybody.